0: This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. We spread you out a little bit more this week, so hopefully uh, everybody can get a good view of things. Uh, We were a little more uh, uh, in this area last week, so we're spread out. Uh, If you didn't hear the news, we're doing drive-in this Sunday, but next Sunday, you see these doors right here? They're opening up! Amen. We're going to be in there, and uh, we're going to release uh, some guidelines this week for uh, safety and everything like that. But we're going to be in there, and we're going to be worshiping God together, okay? And so uh, just be patient with us and, and help us as we work through all that. But there's some good, good things. It's an exciting time to be following Jesus. Can I get an amen today? Amen. Well, good morning, High Desert Word Center. You're more than conquerors. Amen. Who wants to agree with me on that? Amen. Are you are you an overcomer or are you undercome? What are you? I can't hear you.
1: Overcomers.
0: You're overcomers. That's right. The devil will not get us down. We are more than conquerors to Him who loves us. We've got the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. We win. Say that with me. We. Win, amen. Every time, we'll have a blessed
1: service today. It's
0: gonna to be good. Amen. All right, guys, go ahead. We're gonna have some praise and worship this morning. So stand on your feet, and uh, we've got a very special guest helping us out today. I'll let Josh introduce him, and uh, let's worship the Lord together, man. Let's let heaven hear our praises today. Come on. All right. Well, let's all stand up if you if you want, and we're gonna to worship together. And today, since uh, Brother Jose, you know, he just had a new baby, so I've asked my good friend, Pastor Malcolm, from the Church of God in Christ, to sit in with us on the drums. So let's all just worship the world together.
1: And there's nothing worth more My heart becomes free and my shame is undone in Your presence, Lord. Let us walk in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, You are. Well. Presence, for, I see there's nothing. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare with your heart, it's well Oh, God is what I... Thank you.
0: a minute here today. Lord, we love You and we say You are welcome in this place, God. We may be out in the open air here. There may not be walls surrounding us, God. But we say you are welcome right here at this place, at this moment. And Lord, we want you to have your way today. We want you to do what you want to do, what you need to do, God. And so I pray as we move forward that you're speaking to every single person here, Lord, and you're blessing them for coming up, waking up early, getting out here and coming out to church this morning in the middle of the desert, Lord. We thank you that you are good, your mercy endures Forever, We love you, Lord, and we praise your name today. Somebody ought to shout for God this morning. Come on, somebody. Amen. Well, you can go ahead and kind of be seated wherever you're at there, whatever you got going on. If you brought a chair, you can sit in it, or you can stay right in your car, whatever the case is. But, man, isn't it good to be together, to be on the same property, to be in the same place for a few minutes? Uh, you know we've got a lot of great stuff coming up. We've uh, you probably seen some of the news over the last few days where churches have been declared essential at least uh, nationally. So I think we're essential. I think if they can, if, right? If they can, uh, they can sell weed and alcohol and make bad movies and abort babies. Then hey, we should be able to have church and get together. Is that right? <laughs> Amen. So, uh, this is essential, and we're very grateful for that. So, I'll say that uh, in the next few days, especially, pay attention, please, online to our social media accounts, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And we're going to have some guidelines for when we open up the doors seven days from right now. These doors will be open, and we'll be in there. And, and we're going to, of course, things will be a little bit different than where we left off on March 15th. But uh, we've got, we're going to do everything the safest best way possible and we're still going to honor god and and obey our command from him to assemble ourselves can i get an amen today amen all right well it is time for our sunday morning tithes and offerings and uh the best way to give right now is online hdwc.org giving but if you do want to give uh by check or by cash Robert, right here, and you can't miss him. He's wearing a neon vest. I mean, how could you miss that? It's right there. So, there's Robert. Uh, he's got gloves on, got a mask and everything. If you want to give with an envelope, come see Robert. You get your very own envelope. He's not touching it. Get your own envelope and fill it out. And then you can put it in the basket. So, you're not touching Robert at all. He's not touching you, but you're still able to give that way. Let's go ahead. I want to share a couple of verses. Over our giving this morning. Because who knows that the tithes and the opera... That's not just giving God money. That's not just tossing some change in a bucket. This is what God asks us to do. Let's look at our Bibles at Psalm 34. Can I get Psalm 34 this morning? Amen. And this is one of my favorite chapters. <laughs> Psalm 34. And King David, man, he nailed it right here. He knows what's up. He knows what he's talking about. But Psalm 34... And right here at verse eight, it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on, somebody. Have you tasted and seen anybody that the Lord is good? Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Has anybody here? You've taken your refuge in the Lord. Your refuge isn't in yourself. It's not in your money. It's not in your job. My refuge, my protection comes from. From the Lord. He is my refuge. Verse 9 says, Fear the Lord, you His godly people, for those who fear Him will have all they need. Amen. Could that possibly include financially? Amen. I believe it could. It does include our finances. People read that and they just want to limit it, but don't limit God. Let Him be your protector. Let Him be your provider in every area of your life. When He came to be your Savior, that's not only your ticket to heaven, that is God your provision, that is your healing, that is your peace, that is your joy for everything that you need on this side of heaven too. And so it tells us that those who fear Him will have everything they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Amen. Do you think that God knows your kids need shoes, right? They need new clothing. They need stuff to eat. If they're like my kids, they eat all day long and don't stop. Come on. And so I'm telling you that those who trust the Lord will lack no good. And so one great way we can prove we trust the Lord is by obeying his word. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And so when we give of our money, when we give our tithes, when we give our offerings to the Lord, we're showing that we trust him. And those who trust him, they're not going to lack anything they need. And so as we bring our offering today, as we give online, whatever it is you're doing, know this. You're putting your trust in God, and that's opening the door for Him to get the provision to you right now. Somebody say amen today. All right, let's go ahead and say our financial faith confession. And remember, these aren't just some words we say. We speak these words of faith over our finances, and we give God open access to do what He needs to do. Let's say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today... Thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Here we go.
1: To the fullness of
0: Our guest drummer with us today yeah! amen we appreciate that we appreciate that very much he's got a lot of church responsibilities at his own church and he made time for us today so we're grateful for that amen, amen. well who's ready to get into the word of god today Woo-hoo! Amen. we're going to get into the word here uh, last week if you recall we spoke about the power of the name of jesus and who knows that there is power in the name of jesus Hey, hey, come on, don't be ashamed about it. Who knows there's power in the name of Jesus? And what we looked at was in Acts chapter 3, where Peter and John, they went to the temple to pray, and there was a crippled man laying there, and he was begging for money. He was saying, alms, alms for the poor, could you help me, you know, what what we hear sometimes where we live, can I help, help me get a bus ticket, could you help me get some food, whatever it was he was asking for. And Peter looked at him and said, hey, wait a minute. I don't have any money. Look at me. I don't have any silver or gold, but I'll give you what I do have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And what happened? Did the guy just sit there? No. The guy got up and it says he went walking and leaping and praising God and he was healed. Well, when something like that happens, it doesn't just stay in one spot. News tends to travel really fast. Have you noticed that in 2020? That news travels fast, and you think that's a new thing. Man, that's been happening for a long, long time. And so the news begins to spread about what happened and the power that was in the name of Jesus. But I can tell you this much right now, that as much as we celebrate the name of Jesus, Satan hates the name of Jesus. Why? Because anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, according to Romans 10, 13 you think the devil wants people calling on the name of Jesus? No, not at all. And I can tell you this much, that the name of Jesus heals people. When I had leukemia when I was three, the name of Jesus rose me up out of a children's hospital, and I took off running, and my blood was healed, and it was through the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. Do you think the devil wants somebody that's addicted to drugs getting a hold of the name of Jesus? No. No. Do you think the devil wants a broken marriage and a family that's in shambles to get a hold of the power of the name of Jesus? No, No, he does not. And so, just like, as I'm going to show you in a minute, way back then, for centuries, for millenniums, the devil's been trying to silence the name of Jesus, and he has not been successful And he's doing it again in our day and age where he wants to stop the name of Jesus, but we are not going to let it happen. Amen. Amen. And so, what we're going to look at here today is in Acts chapter 4. So flip there with me. Last week, we were in uh, Acts chapter 3. We were looking at the story of the blind, or excuse me, the lame man, the crippled man getting healed. And so this week, we're going to look at what happens after that. Acts chapter 4, and we're going to look at a few verses here to see what happens next. Acts chapter 4, we're going to look at verses 7 through 10, and this is a, it's an awesome, awesome story. Acts chapter 4, so the Jewish priests and the law enforcement of the day, they heard about this crippled man getting healed, and there was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of commotion. There was news spreading around about what happened so they called Peter and John in to question them. You know, what is it you guys are doing? Explain yourselves to us. And so Acts chapter 4, verse 7, it says, They brought in the two disciples and demanded, By what power or in whose name have you done this? And so they probably figured, Hey, these guys are going to back down if we really put the heat on them. By, so tell us whose name you're doing this in. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? And so isn't it funny that these guys didn't even care about the welfare of the crippled man? They didn't care that some guy that had been crippled for years is now healed. It wasn't about that. What they cared about was that nobody used the name of Jesus. And so Peter says, okay, you're you're asking me about a crippled man being healed. That really upsets you that somebody had their life changed. That's really that big of a deal to you. That, That upsets you that bad. But look at verse 10. I love the boldness of Peter. He says, let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. I love that boldness right there, because Peter, he didn't tiptoe around the bush and say, Well, you're asking me, and I don't don't know if I want to tell you, and, and I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to make anybody mad. Peter went for the kill shot right out of the gate, and he said, Let me make it clear. Read my lips. It was the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that we did this in. He wasn't afraid at all. And so, skip down here to verse 16. The the guys are like, man, this guy's not backing down. What are we going to do? So, verse 16, they said, what should we do with these men, they asked each other. We can't deny that they performed a miraculous sign, and everybody in Jerusalem already knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further... The name of Jesus, guys, is not propaganda, is it? No, it's the name above every name. It's the name that saves. And so they say, to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. And so what are you going to do when somebody says, listen, it's okay, you can do the God thing, keep it to yourself, but whatever you do, don't speak the name of Jesus. What are we going to do? Well, look right here at what Peter said. Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We can't stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. And so I'm asking us, when somebody says, listen, just keep that to yourselves. That's a private thing. Listen, I don't think that faith is a private thing. I think that faith, our hope in Jesus, is something that we're supposed to share with everybody. Peter went on to write in his epistle, he said, always be ready to give an answer for the reason of the hope that you have within you. Is there anybody here today that has a little bit of hope within you? I've got a whole lot of hope. And it's not because of the president, it's not because of the governor, it's not because of money, it's not because of my education. My hope that I have is because of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Oh, yeah. And so, they command them, whatever you do, we'll let you go today. We'll let you off with a warning this time. But we command you, never again use that name. Quit preaching it. Quit teaching it. Quit talking about it. And I'm telling you right now that in our world today, Satan still hates the name of Jesus. Have you noticed that people, the devil, he doesn't get so upset if if somebody just goes around and makes vague comments about the man upstairs, God, you know, just vague, general comments. But when you get specific and you start using the name of Jesus, the devil gets mad. He gets angry. Why is that? Well, in Luke 10, Jesus said, In my name, I'm giving you all authority. even cast out devils. I'm giving you authority over all the works of the enemy. Satan heard that verse. Satan heard that because Jesus went on to say there in Luke 10, He said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Satan remembers the day that he got kicked out of heaven. And every time you use the name of Jesus, it's a painful reminder of what his past was and what his future is going to be. Because as we saw in the book of Revelation a few weeks ago on a Wednesday night, there's a day coming when he's going to be thrown into that pit and it's going to be locked and he's never getting out. And every time that I use the name of Jesus over my health, Every time I use the name of Jesus over my marriage, every time I use the name of Jesus over my children, it's a painful reminder that He can't control me anymore. Amen. He wants you to be a slave. He wants you to belong to Him. He wants to control you with fear and tell you where you can go, who you can talk to, what you can say and what you can't say. And when I rise up and speak the name of Jesus, it's another slap in the face every time that you don't own me anymore. I'm not afraid to use that name. And so this world, people that don't belong to Jesus, whether they realize it or not, some people aren't so hostile. But there is definitely a portion of the populace that is hostile towards the name of Jesus. Not everybody, but there are people, and it's always, I've wondered these past several years, what bugs you so much about me saying Merry Christmas? Huh. What, what's the big deal about me, about me celebrating Jesus so big? What's the big deal about me putting baby Jesus in my front yard? Why does that bug you? You don't care if I put Frosty out there. You don't care if Rudolph's out there. But if I put baby Jesus, that offends you? Why is that? The devil is afraid of Jesus. And he knows what his future is. And it's crazy. Every year, man, you know, you look in December and you'll see somebody vandalizes the nativity scene. They leave the wise men, but they take baby Jesus. Why is that? Because baby Jesus didn't stay that adorable little seven-pound, eight-ounce baby. He grew up and became a man that died for the sins of the world and purchased our freedom. So I don't have to go to hell anymore. I don't have to be sick anymore. I don't have to be depressed anymore because I can have the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. And it all comes through the name of Jesus that's why that little baby is so scary to some people. That's why that little baby is so offensive to the devil because he didn't stay little. He grew up and he died for the sins of the whole world and he set us free. And so how does the devil fight against the name of Jesus? Well, I'm going to tell you. We already know he's not just straight enough powerful to plow down the name of Jesus. He's been trying for centuries, but the devil is no match for the name of Jesus. And so he can't just come in and himself of his own strength, of his own ability, take down the name of Jesus. So what does he use? He uses people that are not submitted to God. And that may sound like a stretch. That may sound like, well, that's kind of crazy. That's the devil will work through people. To get his job done. And that's why so many of us, we think that our problem is other people. Well, my, I'll tell you what my deal is. It's this guy I work with, man. I can't stand him. Maybe that guy's giving you a hard time because the devil's working through him to give you a hard time to cause you to react in a way you shouldn't react. Amen. Right? Somebody that's not submitted to God, they're always having people trouble because they think people are their problem. I'm telling you right now, people are not the problem. The enemy using people is the problem. And so, what will he do to try to silence the name of Jesus? He'll try to use people to do things like silence churches. Hmm. It's okay. Uh, you know, if you want to go out and open up the film industry right now and, and film nasty movies, that's essential, according to the devil. But a church where people could gather on 13-acre property, spaced 10 feet apart, we can't have that. That's, that's too dangerous. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, man? That, but that's, that's what we're facing right now in our day and age. And what's the reason behind all of it? It's to silence... The name of Jesus is to try to come in and silence the name of Jesus and get us to back down. But I'm telling you today, are we going to back down from the name of Jesus? You're about to put me asleep in the broad daylight right here. Are we going to back down from the name of Jesus today? No, we're not backing down. And I'm telling you right now, not only will I not be quiet, I'm going to say it even louder. The name of Jesus is the name above all names. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And I'm not going to wait till I'm forced. I'm going to say it right now of my own free will. Jesus Christ. You are Lord. You are my Savior. And so, just like Peter and John, they were commanded, we're going to let you guys go. We're letting you up with a warning, but quit using that name. Do you think they listened to that? No. Absolutely not. No, that just actually encouraged them even more. You know how sometimes... You know, it's it's in our human nature that someone tells you, you know, don't touch that. And that just makes you want to go touch it even more. Don't cross this line right here. And sometimes we're like, well, you mean this line? And so you just step over. it, And that's what happened. Peter and John saw that as a dare and said, oh, you mean don't use the name of Jesus? Jesus, Jesus, that name? And so that didn't slow them down. It only lit the fire even more on the inside of them. And so we're going to look at Acts chapter 5. And they didn't quit, and so they got called in again, and this time, it wasn't just a warning that they got let off with, there was a price to pay this time. Acts chapter 5, verse 28, they're there before the officials again, and they say, we gave you guys strict orders, never again, to teach in this man's name. Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. Well, I mean, let's just get real here. That's what happened. And so the next verse, but Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. That's real right there, man. That's legit. That's the truth. I'll obey human authority. I'll obey what I'm told to do. I'm a very compliant person so long as you're not telling me to do something against what the Bible says. There's a lot of things I think are silly. We've got plenty of California laws I don't particularly like. I don't like paying an extra 60 cents or whatever a gallon to, to you know, fix the roads. But whatever. I'll do it. I'm good with it. I'll, I'll obey. I'll do it. But when you begin telling me that, that, that whiskey and weed and, 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 and bad movies and, and all these things are more important than me getting together with my church family, I begin to have an issue with that. That's not right. That's not right that you can do a lot of wicked things and it'd be called essential and nobody says anything, but just don't go to church. You can go to the 99 cent store and get coughed all over and rub all over things that people, but don't, but you couldn't possibly go into a church and be just as safe. Yes, you can, and we can be even more safe. Amen? Amen. And so, these guys, Peter says, listen, we love you, we respect you, But we have to obey God more than we have to obey human authority. We'll go as far as we can to comply and be obedient. But there is eventually a line that cannot be crossed. And you're asking us to cross that line by not using the name of Jesus. And we're not going to do that. And so what happens down here in Acts chapter 5 verse 40 says, The others accepted his advice. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Well, what's flogged? That's not a word we use a lot. These guys were stripped down without their clothes and beaten with a whip because they would not quit using the name of Jesus. Then what did they do after that? They ordered them to never again speak in the name of Jesus and they let them go. So the first time. They were let off with a warning and they still wouldn't quit. The next time, they get beaten to a bloody pulp and they're commanded, never again use that name. Do you think they stopped using the name of Jesus after a flogging? No. That still didn't stop them. What happened? The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. A lot of times, you know, we're just saying, man, I would love to, you know, I'd love for people to respect the way that I use the name of Jesus. I would love for people to, to, to honor the way that I use the name of Jesus. I want people to, to see me using it. And listen, the apostles, they were, they were gloriously happy that they were counted worthy to suffer disgrace and take a beating at the name of Jesus. Come on, I wish we had some Christians like that today that would say, that name is so powerful that I would consider it an honor to take a beating for the name of Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that I want to take a beating. I'm not saying that I want us to take a... I'm not saying that that's what we want. But if it came down to it and they said, you can't use that name anymore, I would say, you mean...
1: Jesus?
0: You mean the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that healed me, that saved me, that gave me joy when I was depressed, that gave me peace when I was disturbed, that healed me when I was sick? Do you mean the name of Jesus? I will never stop using that name. And so these guys, they were beaten to a pulp and they walked out of that, that, that prison, wherever it was, with their hands raised high, saying, Oh, there's power in the name of Jesus. Oh, the name of Jesus, the name above all names. They thanked God for that beating. They thanked God for those wounds on their back and said, I'm not even worthy enough to take a beating, but you considered me worthy enough to take a beating for you, Jesus. And so what happened, verse 42, every day after that in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. And so I want to do something right now together, whether you're in your car, whether you're on this property sitting in a lawn chair in the middle of the desert, whether you're at your house watching on YouTube, I don't care. I want you to say this with me on the count of three. I want you to say, Jesus is Lord. Do that with me. One. One two, three, Jesus is Lord. Let's do it again. One, two, three, Jesus is Lord. Over that way is the city of Barstow. I want you to say it so loud that you wake those people up this morning that are sleeping in on a Sunday. One, two, three. Jesus is Lord. Come on, somebody. Jesus is our Lord this morning. And I will never back down from that. I will never be ashamed of the name of Jesus. It's done too much for me. You're too late to tell me that there's not power in the name of Jesus. I've already seen it. I've already witnessed it. I've already experienced it. I see too many people in this parking lot and sitting in this dirt right now that the name of Jesus delivered you from drugs. The name of Jesus delivered you from alcohol. You came in with a broken marriage, and the name of Jesus healed that marriage. You came in so depressed. You came in so backwards and so messed up because life and the devil had beaten you down and told you that you were worthless, but you got a hold of the name of Jesus and it raised you up, and now you're an absolute champ. You're an absolute winner because of the name of Jesus. So you're too late to tell me that the name of Jesus does not work. The name of Jesus does work. Amen? Amen. And so, as we move forward in the coming time, in the coming season of life, you know, keep people keep saying this stupid. This is the new normal. The new normal for me is that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. That's always been my normal, and that's not going to change. My, my normal that's going to stay the same is I'm going to be like Daniel whether you say I can oh, have to pray to the king or whatever you tell me I'm going to get up every morning and pray in the name of Jesus none of that's changing for me amen, amen. And so as we move forward in the coming days, weeks, months, years listen right now we, I'm willing to change some things whatever but I am not willing to back down from the name of Jesus I'm not willing to not go to church with my family that needs me, and I need them. I'm not willing to stop showing up and worshiping God together with my people. And and, and I, I was fine doing it on my couch for a while, but I need you guys. We need each other, and we need to be able to gather together, not in my name. Oh, no, not in the name of High Desert Word Center, not in the name of the city of Barstow, not in the name of the county. We got to gather together in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Can I get an amen today? Amen. Let's go ahead and I'm going to ask you to stand up together with us. Uh, We're going to start winding down. I promised I'd get you guys out of here by 10. So I'm a man of my word. I do the best I can. So let's go ahead wherever you're at. If possible, if you're in your car, that's fine. You do what you got to do. But I'm going to ask us to stand up together today. And as we close out, you know, I can't go out there and lay hands on everybody individually just yet. But I do know no doubt about it. In a group this size, there's people here that have some needs. There's people here that you've got some prayer requests. You've got some things that have probably tried to to rise up against you this week. You've got a devil out there that you know, there may be a coronavirus going on, but that's not stopping him. He didn't. You notice the devil didn't go into quarantine. He didn't social distance. He's still trying to screw your family up. He's still trying to screw your mind up. He didn't listen to any of that. And so we're going to use the name of Jesus today. And the name above all names is going to break through any barrier, tear down any wall that's tried to come up against you. And the name of Jesus is going to do what it's been doing for 2000 years. It's going to bring healing to you. Amen. And so I'm going to pray. And I'm asking you, man, if, you, if, you've got a, if you've got a need today, if you've got, if you've got a, a healing need, if you've got some other need that's come up in your life, I'm going to ask you to be bold. Take a step of faith. You can raise your hand right where you're at. I'm going to pray over you from here. I see some hands out there already. I'm going to pray for you from right here. But I'm going to ask somebody that's beside you, maybe in your family, hopefully, your household, to lay a hand on you and and, and just agree as I pray. But the very most important thing of everything we've said today and everything we've ever said in our lives is this. There's only one name on earth by which people shall be saved. It's the name of Jesus. And maybe you're here on this property or you're watching on the Internet and all this sounds good. It sounds inspirational. You'd love to see the miracles and stuff. But the biggest miracle, the very first thing you've got to do is call on that name for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so I'm going to lead us right here on this property in a prayer together today to receive Jesus and they even, you know, I found out that I come across some people that have never received them. But what I come across even more often is people that at one time did receive him, But for whatever reason, life happened and they began to walk away from Jesus. And so I'm not here to judge you on that today. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to be your, you know, whatever. What I'm here to do today is this, is to make a bridge for you to cross To come back to Jesus. To extend an arm and say, hey, it's okay. You walked away. We're bringing you back today. This is a good day. This isn't a bad day. This is a good day. And so, I'm going to pray. And I want everybody on this property to pray with me. I want everybody watching on the internet to pray with me. And maybe you've said it a thousand times. Say it again, man. It feels good every time. Or maybe this is that day that you're coming back into relationship with Jesus. Let this be that day. But I want you to pray this prayer with me. You bow your head, close your eyes if you'd like. Say this. Father, in Jesus' name. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died. I that he died and, that he rose again. and that he rose again. Jesus, Jesus. I'm, calling on your name. I'm calling on your name. Jesus, Jesus. save me. Save me. Be my Savior. Be my savior. Give, me the Give me the strength to live for you. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiveness. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. That's good news. That's the gospel. And so, as you very well know, we are a quiet church. We're not a church that believes in, well, you said that. You just keep it to yourself now. Don't tell anybody. No. No. Tell somebody, let somebody know, man. Put it in those comments on Facebook or YouTube. Whatever you're going to do, tell somebody that you called on the name of Jesus today. Reach out to us and let us help you on your path to a better relationship with Jesus. And now I want to pray for everybody out here that you've got something else going on. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need restoration. Maybe you need peace. Maybe you need deliverance. Whatever it is the name of Jesus, the same name that got you to heaven is the same name that's going to bring healing to you. So I ask you to raise your hands today if you need prayer. Don't be ashamed. I'm going to pray over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I speak your name, the name of Jesus over every single person gathered together here today. Anybody that's listening, Lord, you know what's going on in their lives right now. I can't get up in their face and, and pray all over them at this exact moment, Lord, but that's okay. The name of Jesus knows no bounds. That, that Roman centurion said, just speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And so I speak the word over everybody here right now, and I say, be healed in the name of Jesus. I say, be restored in the name of Jesus. I say, have peace in the name of Jesus. The joy of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Whatever their need is, I say that my God shall supply all their needs according to His riches and glory through Christ Jesus, right now. And we thank you, Lord, that you're doing a work, and we trust you for it. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen today. Amen. Amen. Tony, can I have that paper? So, uh, we thank you, everybody, for coming out once again. And as we said earlier, (laughs) Tony's Facebook famous now. He just got on there. look at that. So, uh, what we're saying is this. This coming Sunday, May 31st, it's, it's pentecost sunday and that is the birthday of the new testament church in acts chapter 2 and that's an exciting day for a lot of us especially us pentecostal spirit filled people so uh, this coming sunday for a great big birthday party we we're, we're going to the church is being born again we're coming all out all over again these doors will open and we're going to be here amen that's exciting as, I, as we've said, we've got a long list of nice safety features that we're going to follow according to the CDC, according to our legal team. We're not going to be unwise about it, but the doors are opening up, and uh, we're going to release a lot of those guidelines to the congregation this week. So keep an eye out. There may be stuff we ask you to help us with, and we appreciate that. But we're going to gather together in the name of Jesus and the house of God. And we're going to start having church again under these walls. Amen. Can somebody say amen? Amen. All right. Well, with that being said, if you've got any questions, feel free to reach out. We're glad to talk to you. We've tried to be be able to talk to you as much as we can through all this. But we're ready to rock and roll and do this. Amen. So how is it that we close out Church of High Desert Word Center? Barstow. Faith Confession. The Barstow Faith Confession. We're going to speak some words of faith over our city. And I'm going to remind you, these aren't just words that we throw out there. These are words of faith because I love that city right over there. I love this community and I want to see Jesus have his way. Barstow's coming to Jesus. So speak these words with me over our churches, our schools, our entire city. Let's say this together. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.